Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Modern. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Goblin Alex Kessler, with my co-host, Ben the Bateman. Are you a Russian goblin? Because you am, certainly sound like a bad Russian a little, accent. A little Italian, a little Russian, I do not know. Okay. <laughs> All my accents end up Russian. That's fair. I have uh, a little Russian in me. I am Russian, Polish, Hungarian. <laughs> if English, you guys are hearing this for the first time, this is the Masters of Modern podcast. And I am a goblin. <laughs> we talk about things in the modern <laughs> format of Magic the Gathering, and that's, that's Alex Kessler. Hello. <laughs> I'm Ben Bateman. I've uh, unpondrified myself. That's great. Is there a goblin pondrify? No, there's that's rapid hybridization cool. and pondrify. One makes a frog lizard, I think. That's rapid. Yeah. I think it's like really blue effect. Monkey. I would love to get a red, blue, blue, red, turn target creature into a goblin that loses all of their abilities. It's a 1 1. Blue, red, 1 1. Taps to do it? No, just it's, 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 a, it's just a, an instant. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like a blue-red hybrid? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll see that like the next Ravnica return. Spicy. Like yeah. It. Like it. All right. So, today is our preview episode. Yeah, this is exciting. We have uh, to preview an exclusive card for you guys that no one has seen in the world yet. Well, actually, uh, we've seen it. That's who has seen we it. We saw it. All of <laughs> Wizards of the Coast's employees have seen it. Yes. Uh, if you're listening to this episode as it airs, we might have posted it to the internet yeah. also so you can see a picture of the new art and, and all of that stuff on and our my Twitter hesitation and just now maybe keyed you off i don't know hmm. uh, hmm. uh so <laughs> our preview card yeah uh is a reprint <laughs> it's a reprint That's so the, the world the has the world has seen it all so, of you so now that you guys maybe. know it's a reprint except for you new players because this is an old reprint this is from um the set with the spiders the, yeah the original morph set it's from onslaught onslaught thank you i was yeah. gonna say scourge but that's the second that's set the of that third, block. third set, set the block. legions was the second one cool so we're gonna just leave you with that information and do a couple quick shout outs yeah and then we're gonna get to the actual preview in a second this is in case you've already you can start racking your brain for what it's gonna be what could it be why did alex use a <laughs> goblin voice what's the card yeah so this is the masters of modern podcast we are on twitter alex is on there constantly at the mmcast is where you can find that I'm Ben Bateman. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at Kess Wiley. You can find me on both of those things the same way. Yep. And uh, also, we have a couple Facebook groups. There's the Facebook group itself, which has like 4,000 people. You right. guys can go talk modern there. And also a Facebook page, which is another great way to interact with us. Also, go follow the Kess Co. Facebook yeah. page. Because that's Alex's the company. company. That's the company. That's our mothership. That is like, there's Magic the Gathering, and there's like DailyMTG.com, and then there's WizardsOfTheCoast.com. Kess is our WizardsOfTheCoast.com. Yeah, so that's a thing. Um, <laughs> we'll give you some other cool shout-outs later if you stay tuned, some fun stuff we have coming yeah, up. We're mixing it up. We're spreading those shout-outs out. Yes, but in the meantime, we're going to talk about card. our preview card. All right. Uh, what, you, without me giving you the name... Can I buy a vowel? Yeah, you can buy a vowel. <laughs> do you want a converted mana cost? Do you want a power? Do you want a toughness? Do you want a creature type? Uh, or card type? Is it a creature? Why don't you give me a card type? It's a creature. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Alex talked in a goblin voice. Uh, so it's a reprint from Onslaught. Okay. It's a creature. Yeah. It's a reprint it's from a Onslaught. Vampire. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, should we just say what it is? No, it's a goblin. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It also is a 1-1. One, one. Yeah. A, a classic goblin converted, you know, power and toughness. It costs so, one red. Okay. Okay, so based on my categorical knowledge of everything in the world, there are three existing options. Just kidding. I'm looking at my phone. He paused it and then looked it up and then unpaused the recording to make it look hey, like he's I'm a wizard. I'm good at that sort of stuff, but this is... Pausing the, the recording? No. If I could actually just say, like, 
I have acute knowledge of the three possibilities. I know every one mana creature goblin one one in onslaught block ever printed. My brain would actually be a supercomputer if I was able to do that. <laughs> uh, so there are three options. Okay, I'm going to read them off. All right. The first option. Yeah. Goblin Sledder one one for one sacrifice a goblin target creature gets plus one plus one till end of turn. Okay. Second option. Goblin Taskmaster. It's a one one for one. With the ability red one, target goblin gets plus one, plus one until end of turn, and it has morph for one red. Mm-hmm. Is morph returning in Dominaria? No. Last option is Skirk <laughs> Prospector, which is a one, one for one with the ability sacrifice a goblin, add one red to your mana pool. Post your thoughts online. No, no just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to eliminate Taskmaster because morph's not coming back. We've seen a lot of the spoilers. There's right. no morph. Right. Which well, means- they unkeyworded it. Mm, they unkeyworded. Yeah, you know how like there's that one card that has landfall in. Sure. Uh, no, it's not no. that. that it's not so we're talking about either Goblin Sledder or Skirk Prospector, and I'm so Goblin Sledder is sweet. Gir- Skirk Prospector is probably more versatile. If it's Goblin Sledder, I'm gonna be disappointed. So it had better be Skirk Prospector. It's it's Skirk Prospector. Yeah! He's back. I knew that the whole you time. You want some? Guys. You want some mana? You want to get some mountains out of that mountain? Yeah. You got to prospect it with Super Skirk Prospector. Dope. That's a really good card. This is like a people. You, you guys might be hearing this and thinking like, uh, "What do you? What can you do with Skirk so, Prospector?" So, so people who don't know what it is, because not everyone, including myself, played during this block. It's one red Skirk Prospector creature goblin one one. All those things you know. Uh, it has the text: "Sacrifice a goblin, add one red mana to your mana pool." Yep. So, it's really good. Yeah. This is like a. This is like. This is a. First of all, a free sack outlet for go- for, goblins. for goblins, and anytime free sack outlets are involved, it usually results in some kind of stupid combo. Uh, let me uh, preview: there is an infinite combo that's definitely modern playable. Yep. in our conversations today, goblins is already a deck that has been almost a thing. We talked about uh, on last week's episode. Also, have that list brought up. It's called goblin. It's called eight whack. It's yep. kind of like eight rack, but instead of racks, you have bushwhackers. Yep, we talked about last week how, uh, what's it called, um, Goblin Warchief had already been previewed as a reprint, so Correct. they're bringing back a bunch of sweet goblins. Correct. You have seen a lot of good goblins get reprinted into modern, so everything from like Goblin Grenade being legal in modern mm-hmm. to Warchief, Rabblemaster getting printed, there's a lot of really good goblins. Yeah, we got we got Piledriver, we have yeah. you know, obviously the best one red drop in modern, we talked about this last week goblin as well, the iconic one is a goblin, goblin guide, so there's a lot of different stuff you can do in this world, and Skirt Prospector is here to try making it a thing. And we have, we have four different deck lists we're going to talk about today. Uh, one of them is the current main goblin deck in modern, which is 8, ra- eight Whack. Yep. Uh, we have a shout out to Old Extended uh, when this set came out. Um, you know, when this card originally was printed that played Skirt Prospector, and you were going to talk about how do we make that more viable in um, modern. Right. And we have uh, a brew of my own of just like classic goblins. Sick. I guess we only have three deck lists we're looking at. Those are all sweet, though, and I looked at yeah. them with you before the show, and I think that they sound epically awesome and yeah. really, really they good. All, they all do something different, and obviously none of these are tuned other than maybe the 8 whack deck, but it didn't have Skirt Prospector to make it a thing. Um, so yeah, let's do. You ready to get get into let's this conversation? Jump into the first one. Yeah, do you want to do you want to shout out to anyone? Because I got a shout out we got to do before we get into it. Why don't we do a quick shout out? Because this is actually very cool. Um, this is this is a product that was sent to us that was really exciting. We've been waiting for like a really good episode to shout out on. And I think this is one probably a lot of people will listen to. So yeah. this is a big thank you. 
uh, to Under the Bridge. So these guys make these really cool, customized, handmade deck boxes that are these giant D20s. Yeah, so, they're like hand-painted. They like, they're like wooden D20s. With they have basically. magnets that hold the top of a D20 onto it, and it holds your deck inside. Yeah, it's like it's like a, almost like novelty-sized D20, mm-hmm. but it's like really, really cool. Uh, Alex and I both got one. We got a blue-white one and a red-white one. I got the blue-white one. Yeah, and I got the red-white one. And uh, yeah, they're great. They fit. They you know they have space to fit a full deck box in there or yep. a full deck. Um, and they're great. So we will tweet out a picture. Yep, and you can go to under the bridge. Uh, gameco.com so that's under the bridge gameco.com and you can follow them on Twitter which is UTB Gameco sick um, so, so they're really cool yeah. and uh, make sure to check out our sister podcast uh, on collected.company which is also the main website to find us yep. uh, they are the command zone they Get do they're, 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 if you don't know who they are they're just they're significantly larger than us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're really really good they do awesome content they have game nights they have uh, which is their, you know, they play Commander and other formats on camera. Uh, they do just great Commander content every week. Go check them out. They're yeah. the best. Um, Jimmy and Josh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so those are the shout-outs we do now. And let's talk about let's talk about where Goblins is at right now. Yep. Uh, you know, Goblins is one of the most, is one of the five iconic tribes. You yep. know, we did an iconic two drops and one drops last week. Yep. And, you know, Merfolk, Goblins. Vampires slash zombies, uh, elves, and uh, humans or soldiers, depending on how you want to look at humans. Um, yep. Cats is currently my favorite pick for iconic white creature type. It's the it's the young pyromancer of creature types. <laughs> and but goblins is the defined red one. They're in like every other magic set of all time. Um, but a lot of the good goblin cards aren't in modern. You know, pile pile driver was reprinted, but uh, you have lackey. Goblin lackey is always the big one. It was a key part of the legacy version of the deck. Goblin matron, which is the one that lets you tutor for a goblin, which I you know is the is the card I probably most wish was in modern. Uh, um, goblin um, ringleader, which is the one that looks at the top X cards, and you get all the goblins in that into your hand. So it's the main card draw engine of that deck. These are the main cards that are missing, and there's some analogous ones. You know, we have. A Warrant Instigator instead of Goblin Lackey, which is the two-drop double strike one. So you get two goblins in, but it's a two-drop, so you really don't get that until turn three. So it's a little bit too slow. Um, the Mana Denial of Wasteland is missing, which is a key part of what Goblins was doing in Legacy. Yep. Um, so Goblins, from the Legacy perspective or the Classic perspective, is missing a lot of pieces. Uh, Ringleader isn't around, but that's banned in every format. It would be bad for Magic. If it Didn't was people play Warren Weirding in that deck for a long time as a removal spell? Yeah, you can, and, and that's an available thing in Modern. That's something to to look at. Is you know, Warren Weirding is you sack. Target player sacrifices a creature if it's a goblin to get two one one goblins. Um, is that what it is? It's target player sacrifices a creature. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is good because you can sacrifice your own goblin to make you you know one token to make two tokens if you need the extra damage, or you can sacrifice your opponent's goblin. Um, but eight eight whack is the the main goblin deck of modern. It's kind of a tier two thing. You know, you can buy it online for $78. You can buy it in paper for $184. So it's, it's definitely a value option. It's a lot of places first entry into the format. Goblins was my first standard deck when yep. I parted, started playing in, in Zendikar block. Uh, the second time and the first time I played standard didn't exist. So this is the first time I could have a standard deck. I had four goblin guides, four war, uh, uh, war instigators, four siege gang commanders, and a bunch of other random goblins. And my deck did stuff. CJ Commander is such a sweet card. Yeah, that that's going to so, be talked about today. <laughs> so good. Um, but, you know, the 8-Whack deck is playing... The reason it's called 8-Whack is because it's playing four Reckless Bushwhacker, which is the two red, two one goblin that you can surge. And it's one red. So And it gives all, cre- uh, all, all uh, creatures you control plus one, plus zero. Yep. And it plays four Goblin Bushwhackers, which is the one red, one red kicker, uh, all 
um, creatures you control get plus one plus zero. Right. Um, so both of them kind of just pump your whole team uh, on creatures. It's playing your your fave for Burning Tree Emissary. Love that card. It's playing four Legion uh, Loyalists, which gives Battle Cry and gives everyone a bunch of keywords. Four Goblin Guide, four Foundry Street Denison, which is another spicy one, which is one red, one one. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it gets plus one, plus zero. Right. So all these cards kind of combine to get these really explosive turn two, turn three, big armies that just kind of go hit a person and... And it's the goblin deck. Yeah, it's just, it's just like a really aggressive deck. Everything comes together. Um, um, I think I think the way uh, Prospector would kind of get into this deck is it allows you to just generate the extra mana to be able to do the reckless bushwhacker plays or to, you know to sack the the card. I think that best goes with it is uh, Mog War Marshal. Yeah. So I think that's like the key card that gains the most from Skirk Prospector being printed, which for those who don't know, it's one red, one colorless, one one. Whenever it enters the battlefield or leaves the battlefield, you make a one one red goblin token. But it also has echo, so you have to pay one red, one colorless the second turn. Otherwise, it just dies. So worst case scenario, you get two red goblins and one death trigger. You can get three goblins if you pay for this, the, the echo cost so it stays around and then later it dies. Um, so there's different ways you can gain value with it. It's just kind of the best version of goblin or what's the dragon dragon fodder right that's the yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, the, yep. it's the best modern dragon fodder there is because it gets you three goblin bodies technically yeah um, it's a little bit more versatile with a sack outlet it's insane though because you can sack you get three triggers off the sack outlet so you know with skirt prospector into play you play mog war marshal war marshal war Mog War Marshal becomes a dark, you know, a ritual. You get three red mana off. Of Not it. all at once, but oh no, you do. Yeah, all, all at once. When you it just dies. sack all three of them. Yeah. Right? So, um, that's when it dies. Yeah, yeah. So you know you can use it as a as a dark ritual. So we'll, you know we'll talk about some of the powerful things you can do with that. Yeah, that um, is really interesting. It's a good point. So there's a lot of different things that it can do in this deck. This deck isn't really built to be an aristocrat. You know, it's only playing Mog War Marshal right now as a two drop, and I think it'll be fine in this deck i think you'd play one or two of in the deck i think it's like an alternative thing that you might be able to do but this deck really wants you to just have bodies on the floor is there like what's the best thing in red getting four mana on turn two you can do uh i would say that the best thing is blood moon you don't need the four mana you just need the three just mana. the three because like you can you can just like turn one skirk turn two war, war marshal and have five mana that's like that's like pretty interesting yeah play blood moon and a creature like in a, any threat, yeah. I, I mean, if you want to play a five drop, five drop, like any of the dragons that are out there. I like, guess, like, I guess, getting like Chandra on turn two is pretty epic. Yeah, Chandra or like the Kong problem is, is the problem with like anything that isn't a, a big. Like, see, to be totally honest, it's Siege Gate Commander, but it costs five, so you can't get. You it just on, said five. I said four. Is it four? Well, if you place the Prospector on turn one, and you play and War Marshal with the two mana you have on and turn you get two, three mana off of so it. You get three, and then you sack Prospector to oh. itself. You get so four, four mana on turn two. Five mana on turn two would be like we'd be talking about some real business because like if you can get like storm breath dragon or some craziness like that on turn well, two, I think I think the best thing you do in that situation is CGN commander because you want goblins because you want your deck to work together. Like yep. you don't like you don't want your deck to be playing this card and a reckless bush and and you know mog war marshal, but then this card only sacks mog war marshal in itself and it doesn't do a lot. Right. The key to this card though is you can sack it. You can just play it on turn one and sack it to itself on turn two to just get a blood moon on turn two. Like the fact that it plays like a at worst case scenario a bad uh, lotus petal is something to really pay attention to. If um if goblins had access to like base basically a um uh what the hell was the name of the card from from uh Innistrad uh hopeless the the one one for one that when it sacks you get a one one. What's that card called? Why am I forgetting it? 
Doomless Traveler? Yeah, Doom Traveler. If Goblins had access to Doom, like a Doom Traveler Doomless effect. Doomless Traveler, yeah, Doom Traveler. That, w- that would be too insane. Well, that's pro- what Mog or Marshall is. Yeah, but I'm saying a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I think it would be probably too. Because then, I don't think it would be too good. I think they would print that card. It just it doesn't exist yet. Well, then it's Rite of Flame, the creature, with, with Dirt Prospector. And sure. it's 1 for 2, which that's- is very good. But I don't know if they'd print it in standard. I mean, one thing I will say is I think we're getting more goblin cards printed over the next year. Yeah. I think we now have two sets that are kind of planting. I think we have a core set coming out, and core sets are so much o- so often about like doing the the thing that colors do, and goblins are the thing that red does. Right. Uh, not to mention, you know, we're returning. My guess, if I were to put money down right now, I'm saying we're returning to Ravnica this fall. You think and it's happening that soon, huh? Yeah, that's what the magic story is leaning towards. So Literally, the end of the last set was... Hey, everyone, or, or Jace Tabraska was like, hey, we'll meet on Ravnica Got right it. now to deal with this problem. And Jace was like, but hold on, let me go get my buddies on Dominaria. And he went to Dominaria to go get them. And based on preview cards, spoilers, everyone, Liliana like kills her demon and Nickel Boss is like, good job killing your demons. Let's go do our master plan. And then they like go to Ravnica. <laughs> so interesting. Like, I guess I guess Ravnica has been historically one of the most popular planes because like the first rapping is obviously an enormous success and i think rtr was a really big success for them right right so it makes sense it's it's a little annoying that i feel like at this point we're just going back to the same places over and over again like feels like we're we just spent the last year we spent yes dominaria is a return set but uh, even that doesn't feel like a return set. I just mean like we went back like a few years ago. We went back to Mirrodin, really? and then they're, we they're trying to, to do Ravnica, half and half. And we went back to Innistrad, and like that's fine and it's cool. Mm-hmm. But like going back to Rav- going to Ravnica a third time, does that mean we're going to start going back to? You know, are we going to go back to Mirrodin shortly thereafter? Yes, we, we're just going to do all of them again. New Phyrexia, like there's cliffhangers on all of these planes. You're talking about story. I'm just ta- yeah. I mean, honestly, well, the I'm story not- is what's driving the the plot forward like, honestly more, it sounds I think, like i'm complaining i like all those yeah. sets i just don't like the return sets as much like shadows of Renistrad, i didn't think it was that great but you loved rtr yeah i do i, I absolutely love rtr yeah. <laughs> i just want to play the blue red draft deck all day. Um, that's like my favorite deck in the i world. mean like i think we're going to rtr i think we're going to go to vrin shortly after that like okay. this like jace remembers everything that's yeah. kind of the big thing that just happened that was the end of um, the other end of Ixalan block was that when he got his memory back, he got all of his memory back. Got it. Um, so, uh, you know, we have all these things coming up. I'm excited. Uh, but back to goblins and more importantly, uh, the, you know, talking about getting extra mana, I want to talk about this uh, deck. It's called Dirty Kitty. It's okay. from December 1st, 2006. Uh, it's an article. You can go to the the mothership. We'll link to it in the, in the, the show notes for this episode. Um, it was an article by Scott Johns. Uh, and it's talking about uh, uh, a. It's basically Goblin Storm, and I'll, I'll read you the kind of the card list. It has got four Skirk Prospector, which is how we found it, uh, four Goblin Pile Driver, uh, four Goblin War Chief, also printed in the modern just now, uh, four Goblin Matron. Sadly, not in modern, but there is uh, a Bogart, uh, the Bogart Tutor, which finds um, oh, Goblins. Oh, Bogart Harbinger, the four yeah. drop. Yep. No, it's a three drop. No, it's two and a black, one one. Search your deck for a goblin and put it on top of your deck. Really? In my mind, it's a red four drop, but maybe that's maybe that's the um, like the uh, the Merfolk one. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Four. It's two. Uh, it's two and a black uh, goblin shaman. When Bogart Harbing- Harbinger comes into play, you may search your library for a goblin card, reveal it, and put it on top of your deck. It's a two one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that card. Um, so cool. instead of goblin matron, we have goblin harbinger, which is like worse, but not terribly worse. The deck plays one goblin sharpshooter. We don't have that. Uh, we as one goblin sledder, we just discussed how we don't have that. <laughs> um, 
Four Mog War Marshal, we do have that. Four Rite of Flame, don't have that. Four Empty the Warrens, one Grape Shot, four Seething Song, two Brightstone Rituals, which is add one red mana to your mana pool for each goblin in play. Yeah. Four Fecundity, which is a eighth edition green enchantment, which we do have. (laughs) So dope. (laughs) Which is what makes it possible for us to talk about this deck in modern and then a bunch of lands. And basically what the deck's trying to do is it's a goblin aggro deck that takes advantage of empty the warrens having goblin tokens that also with fecundity in play can just kind of storm off with empty the warrens because you can play a bunch of rituals, play empty the warrens, make a bunch of tokens, sack those tokens, the skirt prospector making a bunch of manda mana and then with fecundity drawing a bunch of cards. And so like you have this game plan a where you're attacking with these goblins and the game plan B, most of these cards are replaceable. So, you know, the deck, I have a deck list. We'll also include that in the show notes. You know, I'm playing two viscerous seers instead, because this is now a, a, a Jun deck for sure. Um, one blood artist, because, you know, instead of the, the sharpshooter and, you know, Bogart Harbinger instead of the other thing. But then you have like Rabble Master, you have you still have Goblin War Chief, you have Marg War Marshal, playing four Desperate Ritual, four Manamorphose, two Pyretic Ritual. This and deck then, is like really sick. I'm like very into this. This sounds really fun. Yeah, and it has like all of those things. And I've been goldfishing it. Obviously we haven't tested it yet because we're just grinding the preview card. It works. Like sometimes you just go off. You get Skirt Prospector and Fecundity in play and you just cast all the spells in your hand. Yeah. You know, really uh, cool. you know, we've been learning over the last year that Manamorphos is just a card people should be playing more often. And being able to add to your spell count while drawing cards, giving you the ability to splash green and or black a lot easier. Bogart Harbinger allows you to tutor for cards and then you can cast with Manamorphos to draw it. So you have the ability to get to the cards you need. Um, or Fecundity in play, you can, ha- you know, you can sack Goblin Bogart Harbinger to Fecundity or to, to a card to get the county in the play. There's just a lot of different, really good options available. It, can, and it used to be like pretty hilarious that just cards from 8th and ninth edition, they'll just like creep into these deck lists where you're like, hmm, how is this deck able to do something unfair? Oh yeah, one of those stupid reprints that shouldn't be in modern. <laughs> right. So, and, and you know, in a sideboard plan, you have stuff like Siege Gang Commander. You have stuff like Blood Moon that you can bring in that are just really powerful. Like yeah. being able to Desperate Ritual into Siege Gang Commander on turn three or four is just good. It's powerful. Yeah. And so, you know, you have all these other options that you can bring in. Um, you have, and, and, and as we get into the next deck, especially one of my favorite, what I think the most powerful thing you can do in modern always, and it, it, like just look in the history of modern and the best decks and cards that had to have been banned out of decks have always kind of done this is have a beat down game plan that goes infinite accidentally. Right. Yep. That's what, that's what, Splinter Twin was. Splinter Twin was a deck that just like you're playing a blue, blue, red tempo deck that just has like flyers that are efficient and you're beating down and then accidentally sometimes you go infinite. So you are about to get into that deck. Well, this deck kind of does that a little bit with a storm. It does storm instead of the beatdown game plan. Sure. But because it has Grape Shot in the deck. It, it, but I would still call this more of a combo deck that has a beatdown game plan. Correct. Whereas correct. the third deck. That the we're third deck we're going to talk about in a second. Is, is uh, in a second. Gonna, you want to do shout outs first? I didn't want to do a quick shout out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to remind everybody here. Uh, we, we we do ask for your support on our Patreon. We Correct. Patreon.com slash the MMCast. Um, we've had it up for a long time. It, you know, gets some support from you guys. We are so appreciative of those of you that have supported it. Uh, even just like a few bucks a month helps us keep doing this. We've been doing the show for three plus years. Uh, we don't have direct sponsors. We 
pay for it ourselves. We make time, we edit it ourselves. And so if you guys want to help us out, it absolutely makes a difference. Patreon.com slash name cast. Um, even just a couple bucks. That's, that's literally the support mm-hmm. that we need from you guys to keep this thing going. And we will keep this thing going. We're trying to get better guests. We had Jerry Thompson on recently, Brian David Marshall. We want to bring back Patrick Chapin soon. Yeah. Um, that's the, you know, the, the awareness of the show is what helps us grow and get those guests and your guys support helps us keep doing it. So that's the deal. Let's yep. talk about this third sick deck list. All so right. This so is this, this is, this is kind of what people imagines goblins should be to me. Um, you're dealing with, you know, you have, I have warring instigator in the deck and I have goblin chieftain in the deck and we have rabble master and we have siege gang commander and lightning bolt and goblin grenade. But there's a combination of cards. That's really good. Now skirt prospector allows for metallic mimic and murderous red cap to go infinite and goblin decks. Yep. So for those who don't know, Mortis Ratcap is a goblin. It's a 2-2 goblin assassin. Uh, it uh, does two damage to a player when it enters the battlefield and has uh, persist. So when it dies, it comes back with a plus one, minus one, minus one counter and does another damage equal to its toughness or power. Uh, Mimic, Metallic Mimic puts a plus one, plus one counter whenever a creature of a chosen type enters the battlefield. So if you have a sack outlet, those two cards go infinite together. It just so happens that Skirt Prospect is a sack outlet that sacks the goblins that you need to sack. Yeah. I so... Mean- yeah, that's like this is to me like the one where I look and I'm just like this is the sick this is like the sick thing you should be doing because like that other those other lists are very cool to me I would, I'm just, surprised you don't like the dirty kitty deck more the storm one the storm one I think that deck's very cool it's much more of a pile of bad cards that just does stupid things well, versus this which is a pile of like cards that do the thing they're supposed to do to be totally fair if I was going to play one tonight. I would play Dirty Kitty. Yeah. No question. <laughs> but if I was going to play one that I was like, I think there's a real chance of this being tier one based on I don't the preview think these, card we have. I don't have. think this is tier one. I think it's tier two. I think this is a mid-rangey goblin deck that is tier two pretty easily. You're talking literally about a pile of good goblins where with the sure. conjunction of three of them that just like together on the battlefield are just, they just end the game. Right. Like, and it's also a deck that because it's, it's in red can play Blood Moon. It can be like... It can do really powerful stuff. Well, that's that's kind of the, the thing, you know, what Skirt Prospector lets you do in this deck is not only do you have this infinite comic and a, and a beatdown deck, it get, lets you do like weirdly unfair things. It and Warren Instigator both let you do what the classic Goblins deck do of cheating mana into play. So you get multiple ways to just get a turn three Siege Gang Commander into play. Just yes. like there's two different ways to kind of accomplish that. You have the same thing for Murderous Redcap. I mean, you were talking about we need a red, a four-drop goblin that's good to cheat in the play on turn two. Yep. Murderous Redcap is a good goblin to cheat in the play on turn two. Yeah, I mean, it's less good if, like, it's it's definitely less good if you, um... Oh, you know what's so crazy about this, actually, now that I'm thinking about this? You can... Yeah. No, uh, this deck should be playing Claim Fame. Like, no question. Cause, yeah, cause yeah then Claim Fame would be really good in it. Because then you can do the crazy this thing. This is currently mono red, but adding black is not hard. Easy. And you I think the other it. deck can easily play Claim Fame. Because you can totally do the thing where you turn one, just like we talked about, you can get a turn two red cap, putting Prospector into your graveyard, sure. and then claim it later. That or Mimic, like I think two Claim Fames in this deck is like very good. I think sure. that just means your your ability to just like, I'll just draw a Claim Flame and just win the game now yeah. is totally there. Right. You can be aggressive. And and the thing that I mentioned earlier that it's like really exciting to me is Skirt Prospector can just put Blood Moon in the play on turn two. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just a bad Lotus it, Petal. It's a bad Lotus Petal. And like, that's not a thing to laugh at. You play Curse Skirt Prospector and if they can't kill it, they get you get Blood Mooned out on turn two. Like, that's a very powerful... 
people are playing Simeon Spirit Guide to just do that, and like in that deck, Simeon Spirit Guide is only good for that. Or this like also goes infinite, also you know generates enough mana to get uh, Siege Gang Commander in the play. Also, just generates value off of other cards you're doing. You can play Sting Scourgers or War Marshals or whatever, and like, and also you can Blood Moon your opponent on turn two. Like there, there's there's things that this card allows you to do. Anytime you can make mana for an efficient effect, anytime you can have an infinite sack outlet, those are things that are just classically always good. Always and good. this does both of those pay, pay things. Pay attention to decks that have been tier one and have won big tournaments in modern, and they often include those things. <laughs> so uh, can you make mana unfairly? Yes. Can yeah. you sack things for free? Yes. Why why like there's so many different powerful things this can do. And these are just this is us over two weeks just scraping the barrel of what's possible. You've mentioned things that this could do that are possibly powerful, and these are just kind of the first place we've thought of going to with it. I was thinking for a second that this, uh, you'd be able to play Bone Picker. This would be another um, Wild Canner, but it only gives you red, so mm-hmm. you can't cast it off of it. So I, I think there's a lot of the pieces you need. I think there's a lot of cool things you can be doing. Um, Goblins is a really powerful deck uh, that is a, a powerful tribe that just keeps getting pieces, and now we have a piece that really, I feel like, you know, pushes it just the just amount that it needed to get pushed. Yep. Um, so it's exciting. Totally. Yep. Um, so those are the three goblins decks. Um, yeah. So that's like the that's the decks, um, and that's kind of what we have thought about as far as this card goes. There's a couple things. First of all, we want to know what you guys want to do with this card. That's like yeah, definitely. So, so absolutely, if you're hearing this, uh, tweet at us. Let us know what you know. Do you have cool ideas for us? Let us know your deck lists. Uh, we used to do these like Patreon deck decks where if you paid five bucks a month, we would every set talk about like a brew thing and i think we should probably still like bring that back well the reason we stopped doing this because all of our patrons stopped giving us deck lists yeah <laughs> we'd like post on the wall and be like hey what's your cool deck idea with new cards and we just would get one submission yeah. um and it was generally like it's jund playing goblin bushwhacker <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, or you know something that's just like yeah right it's fine but uh, it's a just one new card and it's not that big of a an innovation in the there, list. there's gonna be some really sick uh decks coming out of dominaria yeah the spoiler so far I think a little more than half the set has been unofficially spoiled uh, because of the leak. Yep. But it looks super awesome. I mean, the flavor looks so cool. I'm like so hyped. Sagas look amazing. Um, they're just really, they're just like really pushing the limits. There's some very cool stuff going on. So I can't wait for Dominaria. I can't wait for the pre-release. Um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, as far as, so, you know, normally what we do is when a new set comes out, we do a little bit of a, uh, let's look at the new mechanics and go over what those are. And then eventually after the set is released, we'll do a, our modern review of that set episode. So why don't we do a little bit of, you know, there's three new mechanics, um, plus a few other kind of things we can talk about this set. And, and I want to go through them. the first one. And obviously the most important one is sagas. Um, they're really cool. They're really cool. Yeah. First off, the artwork on every single one. I mean, you know, for from my perspective, which I'm more of a flavor junkie than you are, uh, I'm like loving just like every single one of them. They're all really sweet, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, we're going back to a magic set that has so much history. What's the best way to kind of remind people or talk about those things? And these sagas kind of do that for you. They tell a story. Um, there's really cool art. Uh, if you look at Mark Rosewater's article from this week or last week, uh, talking about the set, he has also uh, Richard Garfield's like playtest cards, the first like six to ten that he made, um, and it's like he did he did the artwork for them. They're all really really cool. They don't work the same way. Those were like there's symbols, and then when you go to that part of the story, it triggers those symbols on the card. Um, versus these, which is just like it goes through those three effects. Um, the art on these is also just like amazing. Yeah, it's just like the every single one looks really good, really cool. It's just like it's just a very very cool way to yeah communicate story and mechanic. And it's like we need we we wanted to, like 
I imagine they were like, we want to have something that's like effective, like a planeswalker, but isn't just the same thing. Well, and, and, and they talk about it. This, the mechanic came from the first design of a planeswalker they did. So the first design of a planeswalker that they were doing, you didn't have agency. And that's why they didn't go with that is that they're a kind of, they just didn't feel like the player who played them was doing anything or like they didn't feel like planeswalkers because they weren't making decisions. These don't have to, their stories. So, but when you evaluate them, I want you listeners to evaluate them for modern as if they were a planeswalker. Yeah. I mean, I think that's because like, if you figure, okay, you can't die, (laughs) you cast a saga and the first effect when you cast it is pretty comparable to like the cast of planeswalker get one activation. They're a little less powerful. So like, I would say some are better. Yeah, but uh, like I think they're a little less powerful on the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the real beauty is because you get them the turn you cast them, when you untap and get the second one, that's where you're getting the meat and potatoes of the value off these cards. I mean, history of Benalia, it's a it's a mythic, but there's not a planeswalker that's been printed that pluses to put a two two white token in the play. Yeah, I know. I love I love that one. It's the, like this is plus get a knight, plus get a knight, and then they all get plus two plus one as an ultimate, which is like. Better than most three drop white planeswalkers. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that card's really powerful. And, and but like my point is, I think your real value on that card in terms mm-hmm. of opportunity cost is when you untap and get the second knight. Sure. I think, I think the third ability on these things is great. But like any planeswalker, if I was to say to you, hey, uh, if I can untap and you know, have this two turns after I cast it, I'll be in business. And it's like, well, good luck. Because well, like, but planeswalkers can be killed. Yeah, that's the, like the thing here is that this is an indestructible planeswalker, basically. Yeah. There's no way to attack this. You have to kill it with a removal spell, but how many enchantment removal spells are you playing yeah. with? I agree. So that's, uh, yeah, the, the sagas are sweet. Yep. So uh, next thing that they're doing is kicker. Yeah. Um, Kicker's an interesting thing. It's, I mean, I get why they brought it back. They actually, they you know, once again, this Mark Rosewater article talked about it. They really only had three options. They couldn't do flashback because literally... They've done uh, it. Well, not that they've done it, but the the, the last set, Amonkhet had like too much of a flashback similar mechanic yeah um aftermath is too similar to flashback they didn't want to bring it back and they also bomb, didn't want to yeah. do two graveyard sets one after the other right that quickly because that always ends up with a specific deck being too powerful and standard um and cycling was the other mechanic from that block yeah. so they also couldn't go back to cycling so the really the only card they really could revisit that wasn't hasn't been done recently uh was kicker and which is like a little bit of a generic mechanic it's like they've talked about before how kicker is like kind of like kicker is just sort of you can rename kicker like with tiny 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 changes and it ends up being like 12 different mechanics right yeah that's the the, there there's been many articles written about how the biggest problem with kicker is it's too broad yeah it's just like and there's a ton of articles talking about how every mechanic ever created is cycling clicker or or uh, flashback. It's just like there's and even flashback is kind of kicker. <laughs> yeah, right. So like it, it definitely is a mechanic that you want to be careful on because it's just a little too generic. But it makes sense here. It is iconic. Um, yeah. yeah, it goes I'm back it. to kicker, I think, unless I'm mistaken, kicker was introduced in invasion. Is that right? Mm hmm. Right, so that starts to really go back to your like way, way, way back. Yeah, and it's, it's it is like one of the best mechanics ever printed. It's just it's too broad. It's so um, funny. It's so funny too. Like having played Magic for so long, I still have the sense because of like when I very, very, very first started, it was like Fourth Edition and Fallen Empire. So by the time Invasion came out, Invasion felt like new. That was like wow, this is a new set. This mm-hmm. is the this is the future of magic. Whereas like looking back on it, it's still so early on. It's like the very mm-hmm. beginning of mm-hmm. magic still. Um, the, the, and, and for those who don't, the reason Kicker is powerful is 
you got the spell that's good in the beginning game, and then when you draw it late game, it's good. It's the reason Deathrite Shaman was a problem. Yeah, <laughs> so like, but they've done a decent job because like when they did Multi Kicker, for instance, they did a good job of not pushing any of those spells to be like too, too actually powerful. busted. Yeah, they were yeah, like yeah, good. Yeah. That's but I, fair. I can't think of any Multi Kicker card that's like actually really good. Can you? Uh, the Wolfbriar one. Yeah, I mean that's a good card, but like, there's nobody plays a multi kicker card in modern. There's an Elf Lord that's okay. Yeah, and totally. Uh, each of each of these cards is like a playable, decent card, but not like. Yeah, I can't think of a, a format defining yeah, multi kicker yeah, card. Totally. You're like looking through them now on 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 decked. Maybe. <laughs> uh, the next the next mechanic that they did, and you know, we're now a little bit in less of like those were the three. You know, they talked about walking into it that uh, kicker uh, sagas. And was there a third? Did I miss one? Kicker, sagas. Oh, and legendary creatures matter. We're like the well, historic is what you're talking about. Oh, historic. Yeah, That's we didn't talk mechanic. about that. Historic's really interesting. There's... Historic's the most relevant one. Well, okay, so for a couple of reasons. So historic is basically historic spells state you can only cast them if you control a legendary creature no. or planeswalker. Nope. So, hang on, hang on. Legend historic. Legendary sorceries. That's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. You're saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Historic things are legendaries. Uh, uh, legendary Artifacts. permanents artifacts and sagas that's right that's i'm mixing um, my things up yeah. <laughs> we'll get to legendary sorcerers in a second and i have that's my biggest complaint but we'll get to there in a second well historic though the coolest part to me about that because sagas are great and that's interesting and that's a new thing and i also really think that um but sagas sorry sagas legendaries and the fact that legendaries now have like a trigger thing is also very cool but the fact that artifacts are historic is such a cool design choice for them sure. to be like for a new player, it's just like, it makes sense. It's called an artifact. To us, that's like a colorless permanent card in the game of Magic the Gathering. Right. If you hear artifact, it's like an old thing Indiana Jones would look for. Yeah. No, no, no. That's like from... And that's what they meant originally. When you look at the original Magic sets, like Alpha, all the artifacts yeah. were... And even Antiquities, which was the first artifact theme set, the artifacts were meant to be these ancient things that you're finding. Like the, the, you know, Urza's glasses. Urza's was gone forever. He was something you like, words that there were stories being told about him. Right. So these are things that aren't currently around that you're finding antiquity-esque kind of things. And so this brings it back to that flavor of what it rig- originally was. And there's just going to be cards that like, anytime you reference artifacts, something broken can happen. There's a card that whenever you play a historic card, you reanimate a three-drop creature or less. It's very easy to just like cycle that into infinity and then every artifact you get brings back Ravager. I mean, Joyra is just the the new Joyra is just the better version of uh, that old blue 2-2, right? Isn't there like an old, from Mirrodin, there's like an old 2-2 for four that whenever you cast an artifact spell, you draw uh, a card? Yeah, and this is just better than Joyra that. Joyra is so just like, a 3-3 three, three instead of a 2-2 two, two, and it also triggers off of legendaries and right. sagas. Like, that's pretty good. There's just a bunch of stuff that's really good there. It's, it's really exciting. And and then the last new, new mechanic is legendary yeah. sorceries. Um, and I don't like it. Because you don't like the idea of drawing a card and it being dead? No, uh, I just think that... the I, I think a legendary sorcery just requiring you to have another legendary creature or planeswalker is kind of boring to me. That seems more like a weird rider you need. I'd much rather these be like a legendary sorcery to me should be like, you can't cast this if there's another copy of this in your graveyard. Oh, really? Cause I was going to say like the thing that I would like about it would be if you controlled a legendary, then it would be a better spell. Like it should have, that's I think how they should have designed them. They should have designed them so that they were like good. And if you control a, whatever, a legendary creature or planeswalker, you get mm-hmm. this extra thing. 
Um, that to me is more of a classic magic design. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have a problem with the, I don't have a problem with the gameplay of it. I, I just have a problem that legendary sorceries are something I've been like looking forward to for a long time, and and these don't, these just requiring me to have a legendary creature just is not as exciting. I love the story they're telling. I love what we're looking at. I love that it's you know time spiral block in Karn's temporal summoning is basically what the story is. You know, you have you like Yagamoth's vile offering is one of the coolest cards that I've seen yeah. in the story. For people who don't know what this is, is uh, Gerard, who is the main character of magic for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ha- kills Urza. And if you look at the Phyrexian arena art, that's what that's showing. It's him killing Urza. Right. And so he cuts his head off and then offers his head to Yagamoth. And this is the first time we've really seen Yagamoth pictured in a card. Yeah. And to do it to resurrect Hana, which is the girl he loves. And, and, and the other main character, you know, Hana is yeah. one of the main characters in Magic Ships as navigator. well. And you can see her being like reborn in like Urza's like thing, or not Urza, in uh, Yagamoth's thing. Yeah. It's like everything about it. It's just like things I wanted to see in life. I just love old Dominaria uh, characters. I'm so uh, happy Kamal, Druid's Vow, that's Kamal going from like being a pit fighter to a green character yeah. you get there's so many cool stuff Jaya's emulating Inferno yeah, as, uh, that's yeah. been previewed now um, and then Urza's Runus Blast which is when he just wrecked things yeah oh uh, Karn's Sundering that's a card I think I saw right yeah I mentioned that Temporal the, that's, that's basically the plot of Time Spiral yeah 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 as he fixed the, the art on that card is been previewed. so it's good so dope the art on all like yeah, the, that card in particular though is so cool. Yeah, like it's got all it's like that rainbow, all the different sort of like shards of what's happened, the yep. different time streams. It's like super cool. Yeah. I can't wait for this set. This I'm set's so, so hyped. Uh, and yeah, Wizards Tribal is a thing. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Though. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being longtime supporters of the show. Um, as always, we want to remind you guys to uh, check us out on Twitter at the MMCast. You can find us there. Um, we didn't mention it. In this episode, we mentioned it last week, but Wizardry Foundry has hired me to keep 10 Minutes of Modern going. So I'm doing the show still. Instead of on Anchor, though, I do 10 Minutes of Modern now on Facebook, on the Wizardry Foundry page. It's one show per day. It's only modern content. And uh, I, have a, I have a giveaway starting, just like I did on Anchor, where I'm going to be giving away hundreds and hundreds of dollars of foils. So foil jaces and foil snapcasters and all kinds of cool stuff. So go check that content out. Get those views up so that uh, you guys are interacting and commenting and uh, that when I do introduce this, you'll know exactly where to go and you'll be able to go check it out and get some free cards because that's what I want to give away. I want to make it uh, fun for you guys to be a part of it. So there's that. Also, Tapiri's part of the Gatewatch. It's sick. Tapiri's <laughs> <laughs> back. All about it. Uh, Fire Song and Sunspeaker. I now have a good red green We need to save some there. cards for our set review. So why don't you can it, Kessler? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, goblin, right. goblin Russian Kessler will sign off episode. Follow me at, at Kess Wiley. Follow Bennett at Ben Ben Media. We talk to you next week. Thanks, Good guys. Goodbye. Have a good one. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to the MMCast at rocketjump.com. See you later, alligator.